Leading a beauty business in today's ever-changing economic backdrop takes a multitude of skills along with guts, instinct and energy. In the Industry of Beauty's In Conversation podcast, we talk to the people who are in possession of all of those qualities and more, including those who have set up their own businesses or those who have risen to the top of beauty businesses, large and small. We delve into the background of these leaders' careers, find out what drove them to success, what continues to motivate them, and what their ambitions are for the future. We also get their take on how they see the industry developing, along with their advice for those wishing to follow in their beauty footsteps. Annabelle Kindersley is the co-owner of Neil's Yard Remedies, the British beauty and wellness brand, known for its natural and organic skincare and body care products. The brand is also known for its ethical ethos and charitable initiatives. Annabelle speaks to Sophie Smith, senior news and features writer at TheIndustry.Beauty, about why she purchased Neil's Yard Remedies, her involvement in the business, the importance of natural and organic ingredients, as well as the brand's eco-friendly and charitable business practices. Hi Annabelle, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Sophie? I'm really good, thank you. Even better for having a whole podcast episode to talk to you about Neil's Yard Remedies. Before we start to talk about Neil's Yard, I'd love to find out a bit about what you were doing sort of before you got involved with the brand. Could you tell me a bit about that? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Nowadays, um, if someone asks you, um, you know, if you go coming out of school, I guess you're going to end up with sort of five or six different careers, aren't, aren't you? And I'm, you know, so I think that that's, that's definitely the case for me. Um, uh, so I, I kind of started off as a, as a Montessori teacher, uh, teaching little kids. And then from that, my husband, Barnabas, who, who's co-chair and owner with me at Neil's Yard, um, we were always a husband and wife team and we made these children's books about kids around the world in association with UNICEF. They were called Children Just Like Me. And they were well, won lots of awards, Times Educational Supplement. They were runaway bestsellers. So him and I sort of pretty much backpacked around the world, um, him with his camera and a sort of blank sheet and we made a sort of day in the life of kids in 49 countries so um yeah on student fairs it was really yeah lots of hours in airports and uh, lugging loads of equipment around and then we'd sort of stay with families from amazon to you know um the plains of uh you know the, the Maasai mara and uh you know new york city to um uh, all sorts of places actually so um yeah amazing so that was a great um I interviewed the children, he photographed them. So that was our, our little beginning of our kind of work together. Um, and then um, I had children. Um, and then um, and we moved to Ibiza. Uh, so, yeah, and they grew up there. And then um, I sort of trained to be a homeopath. Um, so natural health is really sort of always uh, natural health. And sort of that journey of health and healthcare was really always fundamentally part of what I believed in um and then neil's yard remedies came into our lives um and so yeah so that's 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 sort of me in a nutshell amazing no that sounds really interesting i love that i'm a lover of travel myself so very much appealing so what attracted you to neil's yard then obviously you said you got into sort of all this remedies stuff was that sort of the beginning of it or was that other than 
Uh, no, I think fundamentally we always, um, as a family, were always uh, customers of Neil's Yard for a start. I think my very earliest memory was being 16 and going to, I started dating my husband when I was 16 and I went and I loved Neil's Yard. So I went and got a little essential oil and I couldn't quite afford the whole blue bottle. So I bought the blue bottle separately and decanted it and found this amazing fragrant pharmacy book. I remember it so well and made up these lavender special lavender body oils for for Barnes's parents so um so that was you know we were all like very much um you know Neil's Yard uh, fans forever and then um and then as a family a whole family we were very strong proponents of organic we have a, a large organic farm which is an amazing center of biodiversity uh, and has won awards over the years um and and that's called Sheep Drove so that was a sort of the the kind of bigger picture and so when Neil's Yard came up um, as something that was up for sale, we as a family thought that it really fitted in with all of the things that we believed in, and uh, we knew the brand well, but also really about um, an opportunity for us to further our commitment to bringing organic uh, agriculture and biodiversity and that whole bigger picture to the forefront to the customers to 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 kind of spread that message wide and far so that's that's that was our plan and i think we've been we've been on that journey for 18 years so it's 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 exciting absolutely and has your role as co-owner sort of changed over time or is it sort of remained the same and can you sort of tell me how much involvement you have in the brand oh my god i mean so much involvement i think um I don't know. I I can't. I was probably 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 better to say how lit, how where I'm not involved. I seem to be involved in uh, like literally from um, working with uh, suppliers who 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 supply our ingredients. So we've had long standing relationships with um, suppliers all over the world. I mean, we won the Guardian Sustainability um, uh, Supply Award for Supply Chain back in 2015. So we've got like long-standing relationships with with growers and farmers and communities throughout the world. Um, so having direct relationships with those guys, um, one of them that we're going to visit very soon, uh, the the Serbian rosehip seed growers. Uh, well, then they actually harvest. Um, uh, speaking to them just very recently. Speaking to uh, next week, some are coming to visit us at. Peace Marsh in Dorset. So I, yeah, so very, that, so that's one side. I mean, it's a really long answer, Sophie, but then it goes from there to sort of product development. So very, very keen and really into the products myself. Um, really uh, get highly, I've got some exciting things here. I'm going to tell you what they are. Um, yeah, so um, yes, involved in that part, also involved in the design, look and feel. Um, very much in sort of trying to bring that more the younger sort of interesting perspective on how that those natural ingredients are photographed um so i've got our son involved um and he's he's a photographer so he's done quite a few campaigns for us so bringing that sort of element in he'd probably say i was probably too involved in that element um and um I mean, if I'm in the store on a on a Saturday, like actually this last Saturday, I went in and and one of our team were having a lunch break and the store was really busy, so took off my coat, started asking customers with my handbag and my coat if they needed any help, and then um, and then was you know was in the shop sort of there working and s- selling products and talking to customers about 
you know, met a lovely family from Chile who'd been fans for over 10 years who only come over and, and only buy beauty products from us. So had a lovely chat with them in Spanish, all of that kind of thing. I'm terrible at rapping, by the way. So I'm great on the tills, great to talk about the product, lovely talking about the provenance and the stories behind it. But as soon as it comes to the rapping, I get really nervous when they're looking at me. I think I said, I'm really sorry. This is really, you probably ought to get someone else to rap. I'm so sorry. Um, so um, get it, it gets a bit messy then. But yeah, so, um, and then obviously strategy, you know, in uh, working out from, really from the top down, how do we achieve our mission? And also, obviously, on the side of that campaigning, which is integral part of Neil's Yard. Could you just tell me a little bit more about how Neil's Yard is eco-friendly and also why it's important to you and the brand? Well, I mean, it's fundamentally what we believe in, organic um, organic agriculture and organic ingredients, let's say. Um, I think that's where it starts. I mean, the reason behind going for organic ingredients is because we... I mean, it's a very clear cut way of, um, you know, seeing the benefits to the environment for a start. Let's say that it starts as so the ground roots of the soil. I mean, you know, organic agriculture is important for the soil. It's amazing for um, because of our lack of using but the fact that we don't use. We're, we're better for the farmers. <laughs> For a start i mean that's they're not dealing with nasty toxic chemicals um and also i mean for biodiversity we know that farms with organic agriculture have higher um amounts of uh, pollinators and numbers of pollinators and, and so we really believe that whole ecosystem is really important so it's not just about i mean it's fundamentally about what we believe you know that the, the impact of what you make in your products um, should have on the wider context, and I think more and more people are becoming super aware of that. And so we can't just see things in isolation. Like it's great to have this, we have to look at what we're what the impact of buying that product does on the environment and the wider ecosystem. And also, we know that um, organic agriculture sequesters more carbon than non or non-organic, and therefore, in a climate change perspective, it's really important to. But then it goes right down to what is in our creams and our bottles and us and and I think using that that those ingredients is a sort of a precursor to the widest conversation, which is well, if we're prepared to go that far with our organic agricultural ingredients, then we're not obviously going to put other suspect uh, suspect chemicals or or ingredients that we would deem to be negative in any way so so that's the whole thing and and yet on top of that it's about certification um so you know it's not enough for us to just say we're going to do this having third party certifications so so we were uh, the first health and beauty brand to be certified by the soil association back in 91 and i think we were very early in helping them to create what that what actually looked like we've still got a very strong relationship with them i think we're still one of the um, we've got one of the largest ranges of organic certified beauty products. Um, and I mean, 92% of our agricultural ingredients are organically certified. Um, so we really do, we really got in, uh, in, in with that. Yes, amazing. So obviously manufacture is also a massive part of it and you have a facility in Dorset. Could you just tell me a little bit more about that and how that works? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, which is, you know, it, it's, to really fully control and to really have full visibility of 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 being sustainable and ethical and all of that element of our business the sort of fundamental foundation of our business is having our own 
manufacturing facility, which we're super privileged to have, I would say. It's based and nestled in in Dorset, um, and we have it's surrounded by um, it's surrounded by organic certified our, our own organic certified land where we grow ingredients like calendula and some of our rose and um, and many other sort of herbal ingredients. Um, but also the factory itself is an eco factory. When I say eco factory, that's sort of quite an easy kind of, but, but actually the facts are we've got 700 square meters of solar panels. Uh, we recycle 20% of our water. We use 100% renewable energy. We've got our own beehives. I mean, it's a, it, and we have, a, um, so then there, right in front of the factory, only 50 meters from where the factory is, we grow. Uh, I don't know if you know the ingredient calendula, which is an amazing therapeutic ingredient, really calming to the skin and um, great for cuts. Fantastic, lovely plant. Um, and that grows in abundance right in front of our factory, 50 meters from where we, we sort of say this thing, which is we sow, we grow, we bottle. And it really is really shown and demonstrated in that. So that goes literally 50 metres into our tincture unit or into the into the factory itself where we it's either macerated or it's made into an infusion. And that uh, that, that ingredient goes into 60, I think it's 62 of our products. Um, so it's sort of in there um, gently doing its work. So so that... that um, that's that's our eco credentials i think obviously we got 100 out of 100 for from the ethical company organization and we got that many years ago i think it's like nine years ago um and uh carbon neutral we were the first carbon neutral high street retailer um in the uk uh back when marketing directors would say oh i don't know if you need that on your strap line no one really cares about that and obviously now you know we're, we're on our journey to net zero so it, it, it shows how brilliant it is that that all of that groundwork that we've been doing for well we got the our certification for carbon neutral back in 2008 so back some time back so do you think this all sort of resonates with your customers then and it's a massive drawing point for them to come and buy Neil's Yard because of this do you find that um, yes, I always thought it was. I think we used to say there were the dark greens who were, you know, seemed like a very small, loyal percentage of our customers. And there were the people that came to us for all sorts of reasons. Um, some people come to us with a very shallow end of just literally we smell nice. And then as soon as you get involved more and more, get into the brand more and more, and then you understand the provenance and you understand where we make it and, and how what lengths we go behind the scenes to that, that maybe the backstory is not in the forefront of most people's minds, but c- certainly lots of people have come on that journey with us and do now know. Um, I know we've done a survey recently that's shown how actually that's the number two reason to buy us is our brand ethics and our, our backstory, which is super exciting because it actually is evidenced that, that, that that's what people are looking for now. And I must say, which is so lovely, Sophie, is for the last 18 years, I do think sometimes we've been swimming against the tide. And now I really feel there's like a tsunami behind me of this exciting, well, behind me, I'm, we're on a crest of a wave with, a, with so many other amazing brands. And we're all part of this incredible journey. And honestly, I don't think, you know, we're really going to change the world unless we all do it together. So it's so brilliant. It's such a nice feeling. Absolutely. No, that's really lovely. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about the products themselves now. So obviously, you've owned it for about 18 years. How has the product range developed in that time? Well, we've had some amazing products as we came into the in, into Neil's Yard. Um, but I think something that was 
was one of the first things and has grown as since we've been owners is that we really wanted to um, demonstrate that um, that you could have really high performance organic skincare, which wasn't something that was really talked about. Um, and I think that that idea of, and how do you do that? You do that by clinical um, trials. Um, and so we were sort of out on a mission to show prove organic skincare works and can be as effective as other types. And uh, and I think we've done that. You know, we've done that with our frankincense range, our frankincense intense range, which is our high performance skincare. Um, and and the proof is in the pudding. So that's that's really exciting. Um, and then we've grown certain ranges from cult favorites. Uh, um, but but that's that. Those are the sort of main fundamental changes, in, I think, in, in where 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 skincare's got to, and where we've positioned, um, where we've managed to compete with non-organic brands. So exciting. Okay, so there's been some amazing sort of products that have come out over the eighteen years. But is there anything you've done more recently, or something that's coming up that you're able to share? Oh yeah, well actually, Sophie, I've just realised there was something that has come up that I. That are in the last eighteen years, well, there's lots of products. So it wasn't just the frankincense range, but there's been. I mean, we've we've increased and included new products on a yearly basis, sometimes more than once a year. So we've got the bigger women's balance range based on the, uh, you know, how amazing our women's balance um, blend for balancing hormones that we uh, brought out, and we we've increased the range on that, and that's been that's sort of such a favourite. And the same with World Rose. But um, uh, we have got some really exciting things coming up. I'd love to tell you all about them. I'm actually sitting on my hands wanting to, to talk about them because they're, they're so exciting. Put it this way. They're so exciting that when I was having the um, – I obviously have lots of uh, samples uh, to keep trying and that I can use and carry on with. They're all gone, and someone in my house has stolen them. So I know that's how great they are. I mean, literally, I can't get my hands on them. Um, and then another thing, which is, uh, you know, we released, I think, oh, like six years ago or something, was our um, our pillow mist. And I've been waking up recently in the middle of the night, and I cannot get to sleep thinking about all the things that I should be doing. And, and as soon as my eyes wake open, it's like, oh, no, I'm awake. And I... I have um, the pillow mist beside my bed. I don't have sleep troubles generally, but I used it the night before last and last night. And literally it's instant. Within like 10 minutes, I've just gone back, crashed to sleep. And I've and I've, I've been doing my own. I mean, it's got great consumer um, trials with it, but it's, but I've actually just been the last couple of days. I've, I don't think I could live without it. And I have lots of friends and other customers who swear by it. And now I literally... I think it's it's amazing again. We'll continue our In Conversation podcast after this short ad break. Hi, I'm Tom Shearsmith, news editor at the Industry of Beauty. And I'm here to remind you that every day we dedicate ourselves to producing daily news, features and insights to keep our readers up to date and ahead of the curve of events changing the UK beauty market, such as breaking stories, interviews and analysis. Remember to check in every day to stay up to date. All of our content is free to view, and why not sign up for our free daily update newsletter? Charitable campaigns are re- another thing that's really important to Neil's Yard. So can you just tell me maybe about some of them and sort of why you've decided to do these over the years? Um, I think as a business, uh, well, certainly since we've been owners, we've always wanted to stand up for what we believe. I mean, I think that's that's the DNA of Neil's Yard Remedies. Um, and I feel really happy that we do that. So in 2011, we realized that 
um, there was this toxic pesticide called neonicotinoid, um, and it was a class of pesticides which was causing harm to bees. And uh, we we campaigned with uh, Friends of the Earth and Bug Life and pa- pa- Pesticide Action Network um, to to for a ban for a total ban on neonics. Um, and uh, we took a hundred sixteen thousand people petition to Downing Street. Um, we launched a a bee lovely hand cream, um, which was the first of becoming many of the range but the first little product that we did and and proceeds of that hand cream went to bee conservation um and and when i say bee conservation really demonstrative acts in helping um the decline of bees so helping to avoid the decline of bees um and so that was the beginning um it, it took a long time in 2017 finally uh, the, the eu banned neonicotinoids um, people call them neonics. Um, and also then in 2018, I was really happy to see that our government followed the EU in a nationwide ban on three neonicotinoid pesticides. So that was great. Job done. Could get on with the next campaign. Uh, we informed government on uh, microbead plastics in beauty products. So we wanted to go for a ban with that. So we worked with Flora and Fauna International and Greenpeace. And uh, we were giving evidence to government in in why you didn't need it. And we've never used microbead plastics in our beauty products. Um, I don't see why you'd want to have plastic in your beauty product, actually. Um, and so that ban came into effect, I think it's 2016. And that was exciting. Um, so exciting for us, such a big win. But it was only for wash-off products. And at the moment now, we're sort of back on uh, supporting the Plastic Soup Foundation in in another sort of going for the next step so that they, you know, that we can clean up the whole of the the, the industry in, in, in avoiding microbead plastic because we know now what they do and that they're found everywhere. So that's also a campaign important to us. Then last year, we found that the government had lifted a ban on neonicotinoid pesticides. And I just thought, no, come on, come on. So I decided to stand up for it. Um, uh, This time I decided we've never really campaigned with other businesses, only other organizations, environmental organizations. So I literally... Um, and some of your listeners will know because they would have had an email from me, um, emailed through customer services and whichever way to get to lots of different businesses. And I took an open letter to government on the uh, 30th of March to ask the government to cut uh, banning and ignoring pesticides. That didn't seem enough. So after that, I decided to hold a bee symposium and invited the beauty industry, farmers and uh, environmental um, activists and uh, organisations to have a panel talk and discuss how we could try and make things better for farmers. So sort of collaborative approach. The idea always behind it was that it's not enough to just ask for a ban and get policy to change. You also need to to put in an infrastructure to help farmers, which is what we were asking for, um, that that the government put in proper support for farmers to transition to nature-friendly alternatives. That's great. Now we've got 90, uh, I'm leading the the coalition that I'm leading is 90 businesses and organizations. um, And they've got Body Shop, uh, you know, Lush, right down to all sorts of brands we've got yo valley um uh we've got chefs and cooks and uh, uh, uh quite an array you know friends of the earth greenpeace all of the other uh, uh wildlife trusts uh 
Royal Society of Protection of Birds, Pesticide Action Network, um, youth for nature activists, and also um, lots of amazing beauty brands. Um, so, uh, so that's exciting. And then we also designed. We got Bella Freud, the wonderful designer, to um, to who, who cares about bees too, um, like we all do actually. Um, and she designed a campaign T-shirt called Pollinate, and proceeds of that go to Nature Friendly Farming Network. And so the idea of bringing us all together, because actually people do care about the environment. And um, and unfortunately, this year the government again allowed emergency derogation on uh, for this neonicotinoid pesticide and i was in parliament two weeks ago uh, as we called a debate um to sort of ask for why um so i won't stop until we get changed because we've got to try and do something about it but the wonderful thing is is that um you know a year ago some of the brands and some of the businesses hadn't really known much about it and now as soon as this sort of thing kicks off I get so many emails, you know, everyone's involved, loads of people want to be involved in it. So it's really exciting. And we've got the British Beauty Council who've been really supportive and, and the Sustainable Beauty Coalition of which I'm a committee member. So all all of that's great. Absolutely. You no, know, that does sound great. And do you think also going forward, you're just going to continue doing sort of charity campaigns? That's not going to stop for as long as... Well, I think, I think, Sophie, it's more like, well, I mean, it's more like, it's more, it's more, I, I'm more... In, interested in trying to find a solution so for example with 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 the recent the campaign that we're doing with saving the bees is really about also demonstrating a clear action from businesses as well so for example our own business um, we've decided that we would um, at Black Friday we gave donations of H products sold to Nature Friendly Farming Network so that we can actually be part of the solution we're not just moaning about it we're not just calling for change we're actively demonstrating that the change is possible so Nature Friendly Farming Network our donations with them are helping with a peer-to-peer program so it's mainstream farmers helping each other on on how to control pest management without using pesticides and it's really sort of grassroots and demonstrative and practical and pragmatic because i i think that that's how we change things so i think um yeah i think as long as there are causes that we we feel we should stand up for and we can lay, lend our weight um, and help our customers uh, voice come through as well and, and all be part of the solution it's wonderful isn't it I mean so yeah I can't see that would ever stop amazing so sort of as a female entrepreneur yourself why do you think perhaps women should be encouraged to sort of pursue roles like yours well I think if we if we well I think it's it's critical isn't it really I mean in order for us to inspire and engage women to be entrepreneurs I mean, they have to see female entrepreneurs in the workforce, they have to aspire to that. I mean, I want that for my own daughter. I want that for myself. I mean, I think, um, you know, we need women in the workforce and in, in higher positions because we also need to be able to have that broadest perspective. That makes for a, a, a more dynamic workforce. So I think that's critical. I also think that, um, uh, I mean, I have to say I'm very inspired by the women around me and I and I and it's funny calling me an entrepreneur. I don't I don't necessarily see myself as that. Um, I I think it's a it, it's um 
I don't. I mean, I I see there are so many amazing, powerful, incredible women who are doing amazing things that I know that I've seen that, and, and gathering together and collaborating with all these different beauty businesses lately, and seeing what amazing work each one is doing, and 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 working together and talking with each other has been a wonderful door that's opened that wasn't necessarily there before because everyone's so much more. You know, but that whole collaboration and idea of, of, of inspiring one another is, is how we change things, isn't it? No, that's great. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time on this episode today. It's been so interesting to speak to you and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. So thank you. Well, thank you, Sophie. Really lovely and really enjoyed it. If this Beauty Leaders story inspired you, why not head over to our website at www.theindustry.beauty or find us on your favourite podcast platform where you can hear from many more leading industry figures. Don't forget to subscribe so you can be sure that you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review or rating. If you would like to suggest names that you would like to hear on the podcast, feel free to drop us a line at press at theindustry.beauty and remember to visit www.theindustry.beauty for your daily beauty fix and to sign up for our free daily update newsletter.